0: i'm I'm more specifically of like all right doctor how do we make babies and he's like
1: (laughs) the birds and the bees are
0: you are you kidding it's like so let's
1: say
2: you had a grill out (laughs) and you had hot dogs okay what what happened there elizabeth
3: i was making spaghetti because in Mm. theory it sounded really good and then then i pulled out the hamburger meat and just the smell of raw meat just made me so <laughs> upset. Was, it was the worst. You thing started the crying.
1: World. i you cried. started crying. It smelled
3: so bad.
2: Lily Joy, which means pure joy. So we'll we'll get to it uh, in a bit. But um, having having a. Uh, a baby who if you if you met her outside of when she's squawking at you because she wants another <laughs> bite of food uh All is right. is literally the embodiment of joy um to have prayed for that and name her that and now she literally is that um, it's, it's a crazy cool thing Hey, MBP family, welcome to the Micah and Ben podcast, where we promote having conversations about things we all face, but few of us are actually discussing. This podcast is where casual conversation leads ultimately to a strengthened us.
0: The point is that even when challenging obstacles come our way and we begin to feel alone, we've got to remember that we aren't. It's easy to see the highlight reel on social media and begin believing that's the full story, but it's not, that's just one side of it. Let's have conversations
2: that involve all sides of our lives in the hopes that we can encourage each other by doing so. Join us as we have a candid conversation with uh, some humor thrown in and a guest on our show, of course. And don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to or watching from.
0: Be sure to also like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using ActualMBP, or you can email us, ActualMBP at gmail.com. But who emails anymore? It's basically like snail mail. I email so much. So much. Okay. Well, uh, do you also work for the Pony Express? Yes. I also send (laughs) mail out via Pigeon. Pigeon? Uh, His name is Ted, okay? And he's (laughs) an astute... Flyer. I just okay. got a. I just I got a thought in my head. Ted, he's a pigeon wearing a bow tie. He's got like a little tuxedo on. Well,
3: <laughs> with I'm, glasses.
0: Sounds like you know Ted. Ted.
2: I don't. I don't understand the problem. <laughs> right now, the real estate market is hot. Something about I don't know. Being in quarantine, you look around, and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't have enough space to do all the activities and hobbies that I'm now doing because I have time. The trouble is knowing who to reach out to. So, what if you knew not only one of the top 50 realtors in Austin, Austin, not Austin. It's like a mix between Austin and Austin. Anyway, what if you not only knew one of the top 50 realtors in Austin, but also one of my top five favorite people and probably Elizabeth's top five favorite people as well? Well, Guess what? You can know him. His name is Barrett Raven, and he started as our realtor, but quickly turned into one of our best friends. And I get to see him on a weekly basis, and it is one of my favorite times of the week. So if you're looking to buy a home, uh, if you're looking to sell a home, reach out to him. Just give him a, an email at Raven at Yes, I just got done making jokes about email. Nonetheless, send him an email. Heck, just send him a carrier pigeon message as well. I'm sure he'll really get a kick out of that. How many times have you thought about a book and thought, yeah, I don't have time to read that right now, but I really wanna read it just now right now or told somebody that, and then you got into quarantine and you're like, I have all the time in the world and it turns out time is not the issue. I just didn't want to read. Well, guess what? You're in good company because I don't like to read either. I love to listen though. And if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you also like to listen to books. If that's your thing, you need to check out Audible. I bet you've heard of it because it's tied to Amazon and you'd have to be living quite literally in the Amazon to not have heard of Amazon. It's ironic, I know. But nonetheless, thanks to our connection with Audible, you could actually get a free trial with Audible and listen to your Ebooks anytime in the shower, working out, driving, cooking. Hey-oh. You could use that uh, Amazon show or Alexa show or whatever. And you could listen to it in the kitchen while you're just cooking up a storm. The way you get that free trial is you go to, guess what? AudibleTrial.com forward slash MBP. So just if you want to try the Audible trial, that's the first thing you type in .com forward slash stands for Mike and Ben Podcast, MBP.
0: On our last episode, we talked about mind control and controlling our mindset. Ultimately, no one can claim responsibility over our minds except for ourselves. Micah discussed the stop technique, and I talked about how having control over my own thoughts would have kept me out of trouble on numerous occasions. I feel like that's just like my life, though, like... Ooh, should have done that. Ooh, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's an ongoing story. It's the never-ending story. It is the never-ending
2: story. But without the dog dragon. I don't remember his name. I'm, somebody's probably going to hunt me down for that. Never seen that. The what? what? The never-ending story. Elizabeth? Ben, I'm not surprised if you haven't seen Never-Ending Story. And you better be recording because I want this on the record.
0: <laughs>
3: Apparently, I'm the offensive one
0: here. <laughs> um, see, normally it's me. Um well I, but I I'm saying I'm not surprised that he hasn't seen it because he just
2: started watching The Office like a year ago. Yeah, this is
0: true. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm on like, like I've watched it like three times I'm on my fourth playthrough. So like I'm catching up like faster.
2: Yeah, grow up and watch it seven <laughs> times like a real American.
0: <laughs> I've never seen the ne- never ending story. Yeah. yeah. Never seen it. I'm still watching it because of what it is. I'm just kidding. On today's episode, we're gonna be talking about kind of a tough topic. Um, It's one that can make people feel uncomfortable, but we're doing this because we also know that there are people who need to know that they're not alone, that they're seen and heard, that they're loved, and that they're gonna be okay. So we're talking about miscarriages and how they can affect people in ways that not much else can. We're joined today by Micah's wife, Elizabeth who will be sharing her experience alongside Micah. They had two miscarriages. The first happened in August of 2017, and the second was in October of 2018. Prior to these, they had a successful pregnancy with their daughter, Charlotte. Since their miscarriages, they have had their daughter, Lily. I'll be kind of an interviewer for this episode and let Micah and Elizabeth share their story. Um, Let's dive in, guys. So Let's do it. Tell us a little background. Micah, you had shared how you and Elizabeth had met, um, how quickly y'all went from dating to engaged to married. What was the conversation like deciding you wanted to have kids?
2: Uh, I blame Elizabeth for this one because <laughs> she sent me a yoga video of a mom and her daughter doing yoga together. And I remember where I was sitting, uh, I was sitting in the parking lot, I was teaching in Leander ISD and it was like during our middle January, like middle of the year, January, Feb conference, something like that. And it was a lunch break. I was sitting in my car watching this video. I started tearing up. I was like, this is the stupidest thing. Why am I tearing up over a yoga video? And so I texted Elizabeth. I was like, so you want to start having kids? Like you want to try? She was like, you're serious? I said, yes. And that was it. So it was her fault um just want to have that on the record but ultimately we were very comfortable around kids uh her side of the family already had kids in the family we're both the the babies of our family so uh our siblings had and i had been a camp counselor i've been around kids all growing up and so it was it was a real easy conversation
3: Yeah. And it really wasn't long or drawn out at all. We just kind of decided we would try and we did make a preconception appointment with my OBGYN just to kind of talk through not how to make kids, but basically anything that could (laughs) go wrong while you're trying and just things to look out for. And Then we went home and started trying to make babies.
0: I wonder if that's a conversation that's ever had to have been had at an OBGYN. Like, a couple comes in (laughs) and they're like, they're like, so we're we're wanting to get pregnant. Doctor's like, okay. They're like, so.
1: (laughs) I, I mean, honestly,
3: though, so kid you not that actually does happen because it's not like you can just get pregnant at any point during the month. There's a very specific 72 hour window when the female is ovulating and that's when you get pregnant Fun and not word. everybody knows
2: super that. exhilarating
3: and not everybody knows that. So yeah, those conversations do have to be had. It's not just go home and you know, right Have as much sex as you want like there's a science behind it
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, say I'm, I'm more specifically of like all right doctor how do we make babies and he's like <laughs>
1: the birds you, and the bees are
0: you are you kidding it's like so n- let's no, say no you had a grill out and you had hot dogs
2: okay um
0: I'm just kidding no. so did y'all did y'all always want just two or how did you decide how many kids you wanted? So y'all, y'all are at two now. Are y'all done? What's the,
3: we're really content with our two girls. Um, originally back in at the beginning of our relationship, we always said two was a green light, four was a yellow and six was a red. And that, (laughs) and then I got pregnant and I was like, "Mm, I'm not doing this that many times.
1: Um, (laughs) but
3: we, I mean, we've had four pregnancies and I always go back to that, that it's not just two kids that we've had. We've had four pregnancies. And that alone takes a toll on my body, but it also takes a toll on the relationship because making a baby is not just sex. There's a science to it and there's timing to it. And that's really trying on a relationship. Um, especially once you already have children. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we're good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to add. I, I think looking back on it, that whole like Green light, yellow light, red light thing was very real, and now looking back, very stupid, um, but <laughs>
3: six what were we thinking? <laughs> yeah, dogs lost well, six dogs
2: I mean that the whole point was that's a red light, like we're definitely not having six, but yeah. we like the idea of man to man defense, you know, we don't want to have to switch and play up uh, zone, so yeah we we're very content with our two
0: and would much rather have just a plethora of dogs
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so how was pregnancy and birth like how was the experience of pregnancy for you and and the birth of Charlotte in general terms like you don't, don't we don't want to be inside the <laughs> inside yeah, the yeah. Room. but me. yeah no how was how was you know your first pregnancy and and birth in general terms
3: so first pregnancy was remarkably easy i had no morning sickness I had the general exhaustion that comes with pregnancy, but overall it was really totally fine.
2: Uh, Um, Except.
3: I hated meat.
2: There was a time. I hated meat. Quick side note. (laughs) I get home from coaching. I I got home. We were both teaching at the time. I got home after and I walk in and she is cracking up, but she turns (laughs) around and her eyes are red from crying. And she's like got tears running down her face. And I just froze. What? I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing with you or crying with you. Like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, please fill me in. I just jumped in mid-series <laughs> here and need to catch up on the first five seasons. So what what happened there, Elizabeth?
3: I was making spaghetti because, in mm. theory, it sounded really good. And then, I, <laughs> then I pulled out the hamburger meat. And just the smell of raw meat just made me so upset. <laughs> it, was, it was the worst. You, thing started, the crying. you started crying. i cried. It smelled so bad. And I've talked to multiple women about the sense that I've had kids, and they're <laughs> like, "Yes, I hated meat when I was pregnant." And like <clears> with, with with all four pregnancies, the sight of chicken.
2: Oh
1: made yeah. Me yeah sick. yeah yeah. I like, remember
2: that
0: one.
3: I. So so anyway. I feel Let's like digress. I feel
0: like every pregnant woman <laughs> craves pickles.
1: No. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Hard pass.
3: Um, I craved Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme with Doctor Pepper with, specifically with all the kids, and I don't eat Taco Bell outside of being pregnant. It's mm. True, I so, do, she doesn't, yeah, but
2: I've also never been pregnant, so I can't.
0: You also, I'll, I'll add to this because it probably will be one that you won't mention. Um, Elizabeth, also, you like, you wouldn't know that she was pregnant until it was, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like, oh, are you like one month pregnant? She's like, no, I'm nine months, I'm I'm like, <laughs> I'm, due next I'm week. like three weeks away from you. <laughs> it's
1: like, no, oh. Uh, no.
3: Well Ben, we were at your house. We had friends in Houston. Yeah, I guess yours. Yeah, and, and we were at your house and I was 6 months pregnant in a bikini and nobody knew I was pregnant. Do you yep. remember that?
0: I Oh, I do. Oh. I do. No, because you guys came that's when we stole the stole the furniture. That's when we <laughs> that's when somebody from <laughs> <was>, the <laughs> podcast man we talked about this so, somebody, furniture somebody put hour. furniture on the on the was that that time somebody put furniture on the uh, on the curb and like we went to go take it and then we were like maybe we should ask like it's just on the curb and so like we went and asked them and they were <laughs> like yeah that. um was it that time? yes it was that time oh, yes
1: so, so
3: totally anyway my pregnancies were, yeah. were very easy um Outside of the car wreck when we were pregnant with Charlotte yeah. and I struggled mentally when I was pregnant with her. Um, but as soon as I gave birth, it was really totally fine. But yeah. the pregnancy overall, like I, I, my my main symptom was I was exhausted. I took naps all the time.
0: I must hmm. be pregnant. I'm pregnant all the time then. <laughs> Maybe that's what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm forever yeah. creating a baby.
2: I, I remember um, when she told me she was pregnant because it was a Sunday We're both um, small group leaders at our church for the youth group. And I had just gotten home and I remember she kept texting me like, are you coming inside? Like, are you coming upstairs? When are you going to be home? I'm just like, Man, take woman, car chill. Like reason. you never asked me this many times. And it didn't even dawn on me. I no frame of reference for like, Oh, I wonder if, cause usually I pick up on stuff this time, totally oblivious. And I walked in the door and I could see straight to the kitchen table and on it was a little onesie that said my dad is a superhero. And I like my whole body went numb, like as if I had just taken a muscle relaxer. And then simultaneously my heart almost burst through my chest and I just started bawling my eyes out and shaking because I was so excited. i wanted to be a dad. De- I said this on my story. Like episode, I've wanted to be a dad since I was fifteen. So, to finally be a dad, mm-hmm. that was like a yeah, it was like it's all coming true. Oh yeah, my my dreams are true. I'm hugging my wife who's pregnant Kigari. with my baby, your
0: baby. Yeah. yeah. So
2: yeah, the the car wreck was probably the biggest twist to all of that because we both then were dealing with depression uh, from that experience. So that was probably the only twist, and I was dealing with that more than she was, right. um, especially after birth.
1: Um, yeah that's
2: pretty much it
0: yeah well so in compare so comparing it to charlotte's pregnancy how was your experience during your second pregnancy
3: um my symptoms were not nearly as predominant Uh when i first took a test and it was positive um, one of like the first symptoms for me is that my breasts get really sore and then I get like somewhat nauseous. And and if I become like adverse to meat, <laughs> the, other, <laughs> the other big indicator, um, and, and I was like, mm, like, I feel weird, but like, we just started trying, like, I'll take a test just because it's been about four weeks. So, and, and it was positive, but, um, it was very short lived like yeah. th- those symptoms like one day i'd have them the next day i wouldn't which right. was very weird
0: right now when ab- about when did you have the initial thought of like this this might be a miscarriage like how did it, how did it when did that thought show up and how did it feel walk us through that
3: About a week after we got the positive pregnancy test, I started noticing that I was not just going every other day with symptoms. It was like every few days. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And then on top of that, I started having spotting and spotting is not like a normal period. It's just like whenever you wipe, there's a little bit of blood. Mm -hmm. Um, and spotting in pregnancy is typically a slightly different color than normal. And I started it was not looking like a normal pregnancy spotting and that was one of my big indicators. Mm-hmm. So I called my doctor and let her know and it, it was really late at night. So they were like, "Well, there's not much we can do. So give us a call in the morning if you're still spotting." And I did and they brought me in. So
2: And I remember her telling me these things and yeah. I just to give myself some slack, I didn't take them seriously to the the direction of like it might be a miscarriage because we just had a perfectly fine normal pregnancy. So when she's telling me all this stuff, my response was like, oh babe, you're like, it's fine. Like It's probably just different. You know, every kid's different over here. And so every experience is going to be different. So so I, I wasn't necessarily dismissive. At least I didn't intend to come across that way, but I was more like, you're fine. Like it's all going to be good. You just, it's normal and part of the pregnancy.
0: So, The inevitable question, how did it feel losing that first baby?
3: It was really confusing and honestly, really embarrassing just because we had just had such a healthy kid. I mean, Charlotte was a big, healthy kid Mm -hmm. and then feeling like my body was somehow not able to carry life was just really weird and it makes you question your womanhood and like, wow, like my body's not doing literally what it was designed to do. Like, what's wrong with me? So it's just a really weird time for me.
2: Yeah, I remember being dumbfounded. Um We did the blood test to like, that's the most surefire way you're going to find out if you're pregnant or, or not um, compared to like a pee stick or something like that. And I was actually standing at my sink in our bathroom when she got off the phone and she just shook her head and burst into tears and put her head on my chest and i had that initial thought that a lot of people have when they go through a really traumatic experience whether it usually medical but like i'm sure people felt it on 9-11 if they lost somebody there even right now with like coronavirus Anybody else could get coronavirus, but I'm not supposed to catch it, you know, or I'm not supposed to know somebody that died from it, even though we know two people that have. And so it's it was the same thing, like. No, other people are supposed to have miscarriages. I'm not supposed to have a miscarriage. Like, that's not that's not supposed to be a real thing in my life.
0: Right. It's something that happens, but it's not supposed to happen to me. Right.
2: Like happens yeah. to them, not us, right. that kind of thing. And it's it's not like I'm I'm wishing other people to have a miscarriage at all. It's not that at all. But it's like
3: that's not our family I, plan. Yeah, going to happen.
2: Yeah, like that's that's not supposed to happen. it's like, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it was very. You just feel like you get your bell rung, you know, and you're seeing stars, and you're like, "What in the heck? This isn't what I thought this was going to be." Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's how it was something I actually talked about in our video this week, um, that I, that I posted on our accounts is a a stat from the March of a few stats from the March of dimes website, uh, March of dimes. If you didn't know for anybody that's listening, it's an organization that's devoted to, um, addressing kids with disabilities or, um, making sure kids are, are born full term and healthy and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, here's the quote from their website. I'm just going to read it directly. Miscarriage or early pregnancy loss is when a baby dies in the womb before 20 weeks of pregnancy for women who know they're pregnant, which is about 10 to 15 in 100 or 10 to 15% ended miscarriage. So if they know they're pregnant, 15% in miscarriage, most miscarriages happen in the first trimester before the 12th week of pregnancy. Miscarriages in the second trimester happens in only 1 to 5 in 100. Again, 1 to 5% uh, of pregnancies. About 1 in 100 women have repeat miscarriages. Most women who have repeat miscarriages um, usually have an unknown cause. That's about 75% of those ladies. And most women with repeat miscarriages with an unknown cause, about 65% of them, go on to have a successful pregnancy. And that's something I shared in our, our video earlier this week.
0: Yeah. So you had Charlotte and then you had your first, first miscarriage. miscarriage. Yeah. What was the process between that miscarriage and trying again?
3: So we, we waited for a little bit. Um, a lot of it, we kind of talked up to hormonal imbalance for me. Mm -hmm. I've never had a, uh, common consistent, consistent, thank you cycle. Um, so I don't, you know, have my period every 28 days. It's more like, "Eh, I might have it twice in a year. I might not. Um, and that was one of the reasons I got on birth control, um, a few years back and, So we thought that that might have something to do with it, just with inconsistent ovulation. So my OB actually put me back on birth control to kind of kickstart my body into that rhythm again. And then we figured out a date that I would come off of it and we would start trying again. Mm -hmm. So we kind of went through that and birth control really threw me for a loop after being pregnant twice. It really did a number on me mentally. So we got, we got me off of that as soon as we possibly could. Um, and then just started trying to calculate ovulation with just having really random cycles. And Amazon makes kits for any of the women listening where you can pee on a stick literally every single day to figure out which days you're ovulating. I mean, you can do your basal body temperature, which I did not do that. Um, so we went that route and it was time consuming and tiring, quite frankly.
2: Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the the whole idea of trying like, it's not fun at that point. Yeah. Uh, Even when we were prepping for this podcast, Elizabeth was like, yeah, you feel like you're, you're having sex for some like weird goal that like, (laughs) do we make a baby this time? Nope. (laughs) Ah, dang it. Missed it again. Uh, so it's, you, you feel like you're a vending machine and like, you that's a job. It takes all the fun out of it. It it's not super enjoyable. So um it trying again became very um trying. There you go. I've rubbed off on her. I uh <laughs> all the dad jokes. Oh mom so,
0: jokes here they come
3: <laughs> there's a reason that's not a tagline. <laughs> so, <laughs> <I'll try minivans. laughs> no.
1: Uh yeah.
0: So how did it feel to be pregnant again, knowing that you had both your pregnancy and your miscarriage?
3: It was kind of weird because it was a year removed from the first miscarriage. It was kind of exciting. Like, oh, oh my gosh, look, it finally worked.
1: Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: And I was having all the normal symptoms. I was feeling pregnant, I was exhausted. And to any of the guys that I worked for that are listening to this, they're probably going to die. But I, the days that I was working from home, which were two days a week, I would literally be napping on the couch and I would have my hand on my laptop and the volume all the way up. And I would wait to hear a ping and wait for it to like, you know, shake a little bit <laughs> so that I would know an email came through with something I needed to do. And I'd like sit up and then I'd do it. And then I'd like fall back asleep so <laughs> so it was it felt very normal it's exciting i mean at six weeks i made her eight week appointment we told people we told yep. people very early um
1: yep.
3: so yeah i was i was excited
0: yeah
2: yeah uh it, it was definitely a sense of anxiety um mixed with excitement because the the miscarriage demon or the miscarriage mm-hmm. beast had already gotten us once,,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so it was much more real than just like it was much more real than the um the thought before of, oh, that's supposed to happen to other people now it was like we are said other people, you know yeah. it's already happened to yeah. us, so like what if it happens again? we're fifty fifty on this thing so mm-hmm. far, yeah,
0: you have a foot in each in each basket per se, uh, yeah. yeah, Elizabeth wanted to add something,
3: yeah, and. I realized that I was pregnant actually the night of my dad's wedding, because we were oh, we yeah. were at the lake and during the reception I had had one small glass of champagne prior to the ceremony and I was drinking wine at the reception and I was like, "Ooh, I don't feel good," and I ran into the bathroom and got sick and I was like, "Oh no,
1: oh no, <laughs>
0: <I'm It's>... pregnant." <laughs> like... Was it oh no or was it oh yes? Like
3: so. Any time, all, all four times that I got a positive pregnancy, I I um, yelled out an expletive at into the air. It was an, <laughs> oh oh crap oh yeah. crap right. Oh, crap. That's what you said. Every That's time. the expletive. Every yeah. Time. yeah. Um, just because it's like it's
2: such a shock. Like it's like it, oh,
1: oh 100%. it's and a the, big deal. You and know? the
3: fact that like you look at a stick to tell you like, can we talk about how ridiculous that is? It's like I gotta, magic I gotta one. pee on a stick. <laughs> like can they not get this better? Like come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: anyway, I feel like you could like they. We have technology now. Like you could pee on a stick plugged into your iPhone, and then your iPhone would have a screen to be like, "You're pregnant." and It would be like hearts and stars and exclamation points, and it would be happy. <laughs> yeah, as opposed ranging. to just like, little... burr, burr, burr. Yeah. there's <laughs> you know, two lines. <laughs> there's one line. There's two. I don't even know how to read a pregnancy test. Is it two two lines? You're pregnant. One your line. You're not. Two,
3: two lines. You're pregnant. One line. You're not.
0: There you yeah. go. Yeah. So that's what you. Yeah. Should, they need. They need to make an eye pregnancy <laughs> stick. Smart I'm sure somebody
2: does. It's yeah. probably just
0: not cheap. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so we had told a lot of our coworkers, actually, that we were pregnant. And I remember sitting in an area that we called the pit in the office. And I was off to the side in one of the little meeting rooms. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I am cramping. And there's certain types of cramping that are associated with pregnancy that are very common. And I, I knew those and I could recognize those, but this one did not feel right. And I called the doctor and told them, I was like, Hey, I'm cramping very significantly. This does not feel normal, um, but I'm not bleeding. And they're like, okay, well, that's good. If in 48 hours, you're still cramping, give us a call back. And it was two days later and I woke up because it was our quarterly planning meeting for our company. And I was like, something just doesn't feel right. And I got out of bed and I had been sitting in a pool of blood. So um, I guess I had started the miscarriage in the middle of the night. So woke Micah up and we, I mean, he took care of the bed. I just went to the bathroom and called the doctor it was the after hours, so they got me in as soon as they could, which was about 10 a.m. And I think the most unfortunate and yet still the most fortunate part of that is that we then had to tell our coworkers what was happening because it's a normal day in the office. It was all hands on deck planning day, and we were required to be there. And instead, we were calling Micah's team lead. I worked for Eight or nine guys at the time, and we had to call every one of them and tell them what was happening. And then come to find out, as we are literally leaving to go to my OBGYN's office, they call and tell us, Hey, we actually don't accept your new insurance, it's going to be over $300 out of pocket. And at that time, we did not have that extra cash to spend at a doctor's appointment. That was only going to confirm that I was miscarrying. Like that was the whole point, and to make mm-hmm. sure that I did not need a DNC and have to go to the hospital. Um, and the guys that I worked for at the time actually ended up footing the bill for us. Oh wow! Which, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, very, very thankful. The w- whenever you're pregnant prior to weeks and you miscarry you typically are not eligible for a DNC because the baby is not big enough. So you have to naturally pass the baby. And I'm not going to go into a ton of details, but I did not really know what that meant because we were further along with this pregnancy than we were with the previous miscarriage. And
2: we were, we were about four and a half weeks with four and a half, five weeks with The first miscarriage and this one, we were almost eight.
3: Yeah. And that's very significant from a development timeline. And after the doctor's appointment, when she confirmed that I was miscarrying, we were like, let's go see a movie. Let's just get our mind off of it. Have something to distract us. And I ended up passing the baby in the movie theater bathroom. And that was the worst part of it. I think I still hate going to that movie theater. Like if we can go anywhere else, I I never want to go there.
1: Mm.
0: That. how did uh, ha- how did that conversation like w- can can you kind of tell us about what i guess m- moreover what transpired that evening like you you know did you go talk to micah what what kind of what what happened that evening more in detail
2: like like, well, like
0: between I- between, I- between you guys like what what kind of oh, conversations oh. that transpired um,
2: well i I know even like the app at, at the movie theater she didn't even tell me until we were in the car after the movie like that yeah that happened the movie had just started and she was like i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick okay cool you know just a normal
3: like a normal female thing to do pee before, a before a movie.
2: the movie starts you know that yeah. kind of thing i think it's a male thing too i'm <laughs> like i'm gonna go pee real quick or uh, if you're nikki but, she's
0: like i gotta go pee 10 minutes later i gotta pee again 10 minutes later that's my God. That's <laughs> me later, <laughs> i'm just like all right i'll just i'll just fill you in on the way home with what you missed yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah um what really sucked and i feel like a lot of times uh it's natural that we we focus on the the mom when it's uh, a miscarriage because it definitely i'm not taking this away from moms uh it definitely affects them harder and the thing I want to make sure people understand is like, it also affects the dad, um, to find out after we got out of the movie that that had happened with my wife being completely alone in a stall at a freaking movie theater. Um, I was so simultaneously angry, the most sad I've literally ever been in my life. Um, feeling completely helpless. Like I feel like it is my job to to protect my wife anytime. Um my wife is a very strong woman, I think, as (laughs) exemplified even by this story. But I still feel like I'm supposed to protect her and I was completely helpless. I, I couldn't help her. I I wasn't there to hold her hand. I wasn't there to like rub her back or anything like that. Like just say like it's gonna be okay. I don't know how, but it's gonna be okay. Um and I just started punching the steering wheel. I was so angry uh and i think that was just from a deep place of hurt because now and yes this is how my mind works now we were two and one and this one it just sucked a lot worse because you, you could you could feel the weight of it more since we saw charlotte now she was growing up and at the time she was two or about to be she two. She was
3: a month away from being two. Yeah.
2: And so we saw what what little babies turn into. We were loving it, man. Charlotte at two was amazing. Charlotte at three. Whew. But <laughs> so we have this little two-year-old running around that's basically my mini-me, just the girl version. And then to find out like, yeah, we're pregnant. And okay, we mat- we made it farther than we did last time. So this is probably going to happen. Like, we're super excited. We're going to tell people. And then. find out a it doesn't happen b it happens in the middle of the night and not when like we can handle it and then on top of that the final stroke happens you know when we're at a freaking movie theater not in a place where we can like be in private to handle this so it was very very tough um i don't think we talked a whole lot about it that day we just it is it's very numbing yeah
3: and it was just it's, it's kind of like putting the nail in the coffin like the first time you're like okay like I can I can somewhat get past this and like be right. okay but the second time it was just like I mean we started having conversations over next week of like okay I guess we're only meant to have one kid like I'm yeah. so, you know I'm not going to get back on birth control we're not going to take any like preventative measures um to like not be trying but we're not actively trying to have a kid and mm. we're cool with just having Charlotte.
1: Right.
3: Like we got to that point very quick.
1: Well so
0: what's yeah. the what's the time look like in between the second miscarriage and then getting pregnant again? So
3: So we miscarried in early October and on Charlotte's birthday, just November 27th, we found out we were pregnant again. Which, when we backtracked, would have meant that we would have conceived about two weeks after our. Miscarriage. Yeah, remember
2: the the grill out with the hot dogs thing? Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> <just
3: getting worse.
2: laughs> no, yeah, that was um, the two weeks thing. That was something that we had talked about. Um, we m- meaning like Elizabeth and I are all about intentional conversation. In case you couldn't tell by me being on a podcast where we have very intentional conversations, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um i told her i said i i don't ever want to like feel like we have to bottle up our grief and Mm -hmm. set it aside but i do want to set a date in the future where we decide like okay now we're going to start moving forward even if it's literally one step and we're speaking figuratively here um we wanted to just start moving forward and that was two weeks out from uh, when we had that conversation, I guess, which was like the same day or the day after. Yeah. So it was basically like for two weeks straight, whatever we need to do to grieve, ho- however we need to cope with that, um straight up. If it's like, I'm feeling chewy tonight because I'm in my feelings, then we're getting chewy. You know? Yeah. So no, and
3: that's exactly what we
2: did. That's what we did. <laughs> if we feel like watching a movie, we're watching a movie. If you feel like playing video games and not talking to me, that's what we're doing. So, um, we gave each other a lot of grace. We gave each other um, a lot of comfort from a distance in many cases. And then there were times where we wanted nothing more than just to hold each other and cry. Um, It hit us a very weird times. I remember we'd be watching a show with like,
3: we had to stop watching this is us. That's when we stopped watching that. (laughs) We
2: couldn't watch this is us. Um, We couldn't watch new Amsterdam and new Amsterdam happened like, way after like i think you were pregnant again with lily and like all things were go and all that that. but we were watching new amsterdam and i think like the first episode or second episode a lady has a miscarriage and we both just started bursting into tears and we're like yep screw the show we're not watching it
1: Hmm. so
2: things like that the the process moving from one to another is really tough on top of that the during that time Even in just that, that ultimately would have been, I guess, five weeks or six weeks, something like that, between miscarriage and finding out we're pregnant. Yeah. In that time, I remember (laughs) feeling like the best way I could describe it to people is I felt like a black hole of all emotion. I didn't feel happy about anything. I didn't feel sad about anything. You literally could have told me that Willie, my favorite dog, I'll say that on a podcast, my favorite dog, like had cancer and would die in a week and I'd be like, man, that sucks. You know, it's like, that's actually kind of the feeling I thought of whenever we were on our batteries episode and we talked about being our, our spiritual battery is drained. It's more just like you get that feeling of like,
0: Oh, just, You're just technology. numb. Like it's 100%. Nothing really uh, matters. You're just like, yeah.
2: yeah. Charlotte can make me smile still, but like there wasn't weight behind the smile. Um, and that was a really, really crappy place to be. Uh, being a dad, and I had to like allow myself some grace in that. That it's okay to hurt that way. Um, I'm not lashing out at my two year old. I just I, I'm not joyful, and so I started praying. And I said, God, I just need, there's a verse. I think it's like Psalm 54, 12, if I remember right. Uh, Return to me the joy of my salvation, and just I kept praying. I was like, God, I need joy back in my life. I need joy that that well of joy that no matter what the situation is, I'm still joyful. Happiness is a whole different thing, but joy is a steadfast thing. Um, and so that, that then led to us coming up with the mm-hmm. names, Oliver Everett, which meant like peaceful warrior because I was also praying for peace and strength. So um, peaceful warrior, I think is what that meant. Mm-hmm. And then the other name that obviously we then went with is Lily Joy, which means pure joy so we'll we'll get to it uh
1: in a bit but um having having uh, a baby who if you <laughs> if you met her
2: outside of when she's squawking at you cuz she wants another <laughs> bite of food uh is right. is literally the embodiment of joy um to have prayed for that and name her that and now she literally is that um it's it's a crazy cool thing to go from such a low place to where daily i get to hang out with pure joy
3: i think the other cool thing that we really experienced that time is just like the community aspect of it like we we were so upfront about being pregnant again and then when we miscarried, we were very upfront about the grief we experienced. And I mean, I, I think that that alone was incredible. I mean, our community group rallied around us. They brought us breakfast talk the next day. Our church sent us flowers. Yeah, Family sent us flowers. I mean, the guys that I worked for were like, you take as much time as you need. I mean, the only there was only one guy that I worked for that was a dad. And the others were either single or married,
0: and yet and still, all of them were just take us take as much time as you need.
3: One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yes they they were willing to do what whatever we needed, um, and that was just the coolest thing. We had friends who they had experienced a couple miscarriages that they brought us were at, even further along than that. Yeah, yeah, like they, twenty they were, weeks. They were much further along, which was very very traumatic, mm-hmm. but. They brought us like you know a cozy blanket just to snuggle with. Um, we still got it, still got it. Um, <laughs> we received so many Tiff's treats, bro. <laughs> so all the Tiff's treats. Many, like you want to talk about eating your feelings? We had a plethora. Of <laughs> and I, up I, I
2: want <laughs> to talk about cutting yourself some slack. I cut myself all the slack with the yes. Tiff's treats, and I still couldn't finish them all. Yes. I'm pretty sure we threw away a dozen, at least, and we had. Probably close to fifty cookies. Yeah, oh my gosh.
3: it was insane. Yeah. So.
2: yeah, so that was that was pretty bonkers. But I remember to kind of like transition to the the final pregnancy. Yes. Um, at least for now, We're not, nothing is permanent in our world, we hold things very <laughs> loosely. Um, but at least for now, it's the final pregnancy. Um, I remember we decided to go on a lunch date and we went to our favorite place Pinehouse pizza of course naturally and i remember it kind of like struck me as just kind of weird um elizabeth said that she felt nauseous she was like that's weird i just had like two sips of that beer and now i i feel really sick to my stomach i don't know if maybe i have a stomach bug or something now keep in mind
3: we did have a stomach bug no, no, <laughs> no, no, no! Seriously, that was the same week I literally found out I was pregnant, and in the next week, remember Charlotte got a stomach bug, oh, and then she gave it to me, yeah. and then I gave it to well, you. Well, yeah,
2: but I don't think that was like the same stomach bug. But it we did get one. Start. And fun fact, it was like four years into marriage, three years into marriage, that was the first so... time she'd ever been around me when I threw up. I hate throwing up; it's like my least favorite thing. Um, so oh, I don't like it. Well, if it I know was your I'm favorite
0: like... thing; I'd be more concerned. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I will I will do whatever it takes short of putting dead. a plunger on my face or something to plug it up. I,
0: I hate throwing up. Some people are like, oh, yeah, dude, just throw up and you'll feel better. It's like, but, no, I don't want to experience the feeling of vomiting. Like, that's what yes. I, I don't mind the fact that I'm emptying it's the inside. contents of my stomach. It's the just feeling it of vomiting that I don't like.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. Let's, let's...
2: Welcome to our show, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah uh, so uh that that night i remember where we were uh we were on our we were at a kitchen table it was charlotte's birthday i'm sure we were eating something special with her charlotte was sitting in elizabeth's lap uh and i was sitting very close like same side of the table and everything with them and elizabeth like set down charlotte and then said i'll be right back and when she came back she was had tears in her eyes and i was like what the... like did you throw up <laughs> like i know you weren't feeling good did you, did you throw up? To i pee. think i might <laughs> have asked you like yeah did you throw up or are you and she burst into tears and she said i'm pregnant oh. and my first thought which is a thought that no dad ever wants to have as a first thought when his wife says she's pregnant oh no
3: yeah and it, not again yeah it was not an excited feeling it was very scary we
2: i mean six weeks after the, the miscarriage like it's a month and a half it,
3: yeah and of course our ob was like well it's your most fertile time and i was like wish you would have told me yeah and like thank you um because that's just you're just so raw emotionally or at least we were um i was not excited i was very scared i did not sleep well honestly until we had our first ultrasound because i was like i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna be sitting in blood again." like that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um I I cried a lot. A lot a lot a lot until we had our first ultrasound. Our first ultrasound was the week before Christmas.
1: Yeah.
2: I this was kind of I think the feeling was intentional but the result was unintentional. My feeling was I want to distance myself emotionally from Elizabeth or more so the the baby in her belly, yeah. which then the result was, I also distanced myself from Elizabeth uh, physically, emotionally, mentally. Like I just, you it, out. yeah, it wasn't directed at Elizabeth, but obviously she's the one carrying the baby. So, you know, it, it was felt by her. Yeah. How did you, and how I, did,
0: did you, did you notice that Elizabeth and what? what...
3: Oh, oh yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, bro, for sure.
3: Micah wears his emotions on his face, and it's very apparent when I'm highly emotional for for multiple reasons. And early on in pregnancy, and I just I want to be held, I want to be hugged, and he wants to be alone and go play video games. Mm. Like he, like he, I can say this now in in retrospect. Like he wanted nothing to do with me just mm. because of of being pregnant.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: In my mind, it wasn't that I don't want anything to do with Elizabeth. It's that I I don't want to emotionally accept yeah. that there's a baby in her stomach. And that's all I could think about. And I didn't realize at first, mm-hmm. I did realize it later and I brought it up to her and we talked about it, but I didn't realize at first that that was causing me to severely back away from her. Mm-hmm. Um and so I, I acknowledged it at some point. I, I figured out like what I was doing and why I was doing it. And so I brought it up to her. And uh, that's just a promise I have with her. Like, I don't always know why I do things, but when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Um, yeah. And so I went to her and I just said, hey, here's what's going on. I, I want to be there for you, but I emotionally can't. Mm-hmm. I know I'll feel a lot better when we have that first ultrasound and see the little fluttering heartbeat, which it looks like a little flutter. It's really cool mm-hmm. it looks like a like a tiny little like butterfly. butterfly
0: yeah well like in in when you think about it, at that point in your lives like you're you're s- six weeks out from just having your second miscarriage, and then all of a sudden Elizabeth is pregnant again, so I bet Micah in that moment, you're still grieving.
1: Oh, you know, I, both I was grieving. Guys,
0: both of you that. guys are still grieving. Now, bro, yeah. I'm still grieving. I was yeah. crying writing
2: out these notes, man. Yeah. So I, Yeah, it's because
3: uh... I mean, e- even though we have two kids, like. In my mind, we have four babies, right? Like, like Lily does not replace the two that we lost. Right. And we we've told Charlotte, like you have three siblings. Yeah. Like just does. just yeah. so you're two two that you will meet in heaven, and you have one this side of the earth.
1: Yeah,
3: um but it's it, it's not like those two are forgotten. It's not like they're replaced. And I think people mean well when they say things like, "Oh, but look, now Bro. you have a baby," and it's like that does not take away the pain right. of the of. The other two that, and that does not mean you still
2: don't have a brain
3: and yeah. still, and, the, and I I really do think that they have the absolute best intentions and they're trying to say the nicest thing, but you can still celebrate the other two that were here regardless of how short of a time it was. Right.
2: I I had a doctor friend tell me one time who his wife had miscarriages and he said and this is like one of the sweet you want to think like Mister Rogers, yeah. okay type of man I'm talking about, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He goes. I had somebody tell me once, after they had a miscarriage, "Oh, it's okay. you'll You'll have another one." And he goes, "And the thought just hit me, you don't say that if somebody's wife dies. like, <laughs> oh, it's okay. you'll, you'll marry somebody. You, you know Which like
1: oh, it's man. still
2: to the people who get pregnant and to the uh, the mom and the dad of that baby. It is a baby and they are looking forward to it and they get excited about it, even though they may not tell other people for, you know, however many weeks or whatever, they're still looking forward to it. They're still excited about it. And so there's that joy that wells up inside you only to have that smashed. Yeah. So, Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and as a, as a woman, you still go through some of the hormonal drops like you do when you give birth to a full term baby. And I think that was the hardest thing for me going from a miscarriage to being pregnant again is like, I went through a hormonal crash only to go through a completely new set of waves of hormones again. Mm. Um, That, that alone is very difficult. Like my body was like, what on earth have you done?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are are we doing? What is happening? (laughs) What is happening? Oh, it's, it's like
3: it's like the movie Inside Out at the end where they're teenagers. Oh, and they're all fighting they're all, over the. It's controls. a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl because oh, yeah. like the girl talked to the boy. <laughs> yeah. Like the brain. Yeah, that's what His I imagine the inside
0: of. It. I don't think I've ever seen that movie.
3: <laughs>
2: ben, <laughs> you
0: would Love it, just, bro. I it. live under a rock. Apparently, like, you are
2: striking <laughs>
0: out
3: right now. You would really
0: enjoy it. I'm sorry. I just it's like sports balls, sports ball, and movies. I'm just like, eh. you know um so (laughs) what was it what was it like so you you know you guys discover that you're pregnant again you know the initial shock and awe of oh my gosh we're pregnant again oh my gosh we're pregnant again oh my gosh we're pregnant again there's so many different ways to say it and they all apply right um how was it when lily was born and what's she like now
3: so it, it was very relieving she's just like the coolest little kid she's like like she's the she's just the chillest i i constantly tell people she's just here for the beer like (laughs) we
2: we don't give our child beer just so just so we're clear she's allergic to wheat. it's a
0: saying folks okay she's allergic Um, to wheat isn't that she's she's like gluten right isn't that yeah no No, yeah it's also in bread ben in case you didn't know that (laughs) yeah wheat is in bread right that's yeah Yeah. bread bread Uh, is is in wheat come on bread Uh, is in wheat bread's the state before
1: the toast, files right?
2: are in the computer <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway uh birth was much different with lily um with charlotte right after i gave birth she was immediately taken to the NICU so like we didn't get to do skin to skin we did not get to attempt breastfeeding for the first ooh, 12 or 15 hours because she had cannula in her nose and they wouldn't let me feed her. But with Lily, we were like adamant with the doctors. I was like, I will do skin to skin. You will not take this baby for the first hour. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. We, we explicitly told the doctor, we're like, unless there's a life threatening emergency yeah. for our baby, do not take that baby out of our room.
3: And like, well, no, no, it was let me do skin to skin for an hour. Like, don't weigh the baby. Well, don't but, yeah, that but thing. we yeah. were
0: like, leave it, oh, yeah. leave her here leave on her, her here. stomach. Yeah. Just don't yeah. take her. Okay. So, for, for those of us without kids, why?
1: Why don't so, you know what that means? So, why? So, <laughs> why? So, it,
3: so it's the articles can do a much better job of explaining it than I can, but I'll do the best that I can. Give it to so, me nutshelled, like I'm five. Yes. So when a baby is born, they're connected to the mother through the umbilical cord. So typically what the doctors will do is they take the baby and they literally just put the baby on the mom's chest and stomach area. And then they cut the umbilical cord and do all the things. Right. And um, while the baby's laying there, skin to skin is important because it helps regulate their body temperature, their heart rate, and their oxygen levels. And then it helps release oxytocin for the baby and the mom. And then you can, it it helps with breastfeeding. Like, for example, I was not able to successfully breastfeed Charlotte after like five days. We never got to do skin to skin, um, anything like that. So Mm. she she was formula fed with Lily. She's nine plus months right now and we're still breastfeeding. Hmm. And we did skin to skin and things like that. So it does have a very big mental effect. It helps fight postpartum depression. I did not experience a hormonal crash after having Lily.
1: Nope. Um, Yay.
3: Like so, yeah. So, you were full of joy. Yeah. So, or I guess
2: you were no longer full no of joy because you
0: gave birth to <laughs> Lily <Thank> joy. <laughs> yeah.
3: But what she's like now, I mean, she squawks like a bird. She, ah! Yeah, she literally, is, she, it's hilarious.
2: She'll be she, dead silent, just.
3: Ah! You're like, what? was <laughs> that? You know? She's like, I don't know, man. Do you see it? Where'd it go? <laughs> uh, she she eats all the time. She's hilarious, but she really doesn't care to move. Like, I mean, Charlotte crawled at eight months, and Lily's just like, yeah, like I'm here. I'm good. Y'all, y'all can
2: bring it to me. It's fun. Like, I'll, I don't I'll let need, you bring
3: it to me. I don't need to crawl. I, for,
2: for me to to rewind uh, to how it was for me when she was born, kind of like tying in how I had distanced myself from Elizabeth and ultimately Lily um, because I was still grieving to then see my daughter with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very different than with Charlotte, um, not better or worse, just different. Because when Charlotte came out, like Elizabeth said, I remember I had two thoughts with Charlotte. One, that's a weirdly cute baby. <laughs> like I've seen newborns; they're not always cute. I'm just putting that out there. I was fully prepared to admit that my child looked like an alien. Um, she did. I mean, she like coloring, <laughs> but I still thought she was a really cute baby. Right. Yeah. Uh, she had a cone head; that was why she looked like an alien. But I also remember, she was very, very blue, um, mm-hmm. and so I. I mean five literally five nurses just took Charlotte away so I didn't really have a chance to, like have a lot of feelings so then I was just in protective mode for Elizabeth and with Lily dude I saw her and I was like she's real she's here we've prayed for her she's my little baby she was much smaller than Charlotte was
3: two pounds smaller which is very significant let me tell you yeah so. um
2: actually because of her size in case anybody ever wants to know that's why we call her the bean the bean The bean. we'll have to get a video of charlotte singing the bean theme song yes because i had definitely made up a little song for her but i once elizabeth had had some skin to skin time uh, and we knew everything was stable and good i walked out to go uh find my dad who was waiting to like here you know is she here or whatever you know so
3: when she was
1: born well yeah but then
2: they walked away so i I went to find my dad and um i my dad is as tall as me however i have him on size considerably (laughs) uh and i almost broke him in half with how hard i hugged him just because uh i think that was the full circle for me going from grieving at such a loss to then here she was my baby and I sobbed into my dad's shoulder so <laughs> hard um and all the memories came back of all the pain that we had experienced and stuff so that's how it was and now like Elizabeth said she squawks she also has a really fuzzy head like she's got hair Charlotte yeah, my, didn't
3: my baby fuzzy head. yeah
2: and so she already looks like a baby bird and then she squawks and I'm like all right bean you know just full <laughs> scope here full circle uh you're just really in character i think it, what's funny is she responds better to bean look over here and then she does bean. her own game
3: <laughs> yeah. like if you say lily she's like la, 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 la,
2: la. just like, look it away doesn't that? pay attention and you're like bean huh bean. <laughs> you
0: know, she'll look unfortunately that may stick oh, it will 100 she okay. has a song you know? so bean. well so looking back on everything um you know, you've you've you two kids, you have two miscarriages, it's been just a whirlwind. How does it all feel? Like looking back on it and and now that you're kinda out of the woodworks if you if you would?
3: I mean it's so kind of surreal to like look back and be like, wow, I can't believe we went through that. Yeah. Like like just because you, you don't think about it ahead of time that it's even
0: Well, like kind of like how Micah said is it happens to everybody else and you never expect it'll happen to you.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So I it's still hard to talk about, but I think it's totally necessary because we we did not even know how many of our friends had had miscarriages until we went through one. And that was that was so comforting. And I was like, wow, I wish I would have known that before. I would have known exactly who I should have reached out to when we miscarried. And that's one of the reasons why we're so upfront about it yeah. just yeah. because we, and we've even seen it. We've seen our friends reach out and be like, Hey, I think I just went through a miscarriage. Like, you know, they were too early to really confirm it or things like that. But I don't know. It, it feels like we're like closing a chapter almost of like making children somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just because I, I think that's one of the hang ups with like, okay, would we ever want a third kid? Is it's like, man, would we really want to risk that emotional roller coaster again?
2: Right. Yeah.
3: And I yeah.
2: Yeah. For me, it was even tough typing the notes. I already said I was crying. Um specifically when I typed like what was it like, you know, when Lily was born
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and seeing her for the first time, I just started crying because I, I felt that wave of emotions again. Uh it's it's crazy. Um the the pain is still there. Like if you had a really thick scar somewhere uh, that has nerve damage and stuff, sometimes you get like, it's actually really painful even to touch a scar. And that's the best example I can give is you, you know, if we start talking about it, um, it can be really painful, but at the same time I would also cry because it's so joyful knowing Mm -hmm. that we have the little bean that we have um i have a lot more empathy for for women who have miscarriages because i've had a front row seat to what that looks like and i also get to encourage dads who are having the front row seat to their own chapter and uh, like i mentioned even on our last podcast kind of this episode i had a friend call me just a few weeks ago and say they had a miscarriage uh, and he said i know y'all had one i don't even know how i should feel i know that my wife feels one way and i feel this way i feel like i'm i'm not doing this right and i was able to just tell him dude you're you're doing it the way that you're doing it there's no comparison there's no like set list of symptoms for you to check you know Mm. like oh i'm not crying enough dang, I'm not a good husband, nothing like that. You're allowed to feel your feelings and it's going to be different for your wife. Yeah, that's it. Um, we, what was really cool for our experience. Um, and I, I encourage other people to do this, but you you don't choose your own thing. Um, we had decided to tell people, uh, both times uh, to a degree. The first one, we didn't tell as many people then the second one. We told a lot more people, um, like a week before we had the miscarriage. And I remember we had a conversation about that too. And I just told Elizabeth, you know, regardless of what happens, I want our community to be with us in this. So successful pregnancy. I want them to be there celebrating with us. Another miscarriage. And I said this before we actually had a second Mm -hmm. miscarriage. Um, I said, if we have another miscarriage, I want them to be in it with us. And in hindsight, I am very Very thankful, very thankful that we decided to tell people when we even still had a miscarriage Mm -hmm. because that would have been so much more difficult um, to walk through that alone. I think there's something to be said about allowing people to be on that emotional roller coaster with you, even if like she the guys that she worked for, Mm -hmm. they hadn't had kids all except for Justin. And so they don't even know what it's like to be a parent. But yet, because they saw the excitement and they felt the excitement of like, holy smokes, you're pregnant. This is going to be really cool. Like, you're going to be pregnant and working. And like, we're going to ask you all the fun questions, which still happened. <laughs>
1: still do. <laughs> still happened.
2: Um, And uh, they like asked her all the fun questions, but they they were excited with us. So then they also felt that emotional dip whenever we had the miscarriage. So um, I'm just very thankful that we we talked about it. As some encouragement, um, just to put some perspective on this whole conversation, I wanted to share a, a quote from an article I read earlier in The Guardian. I uh, read it this week, and um, here it is. There is a social convention that you shouldn't reveal a pregnancy until after 12 weeks, once the highest risk of miscarriage has passed. It goes unchallenged thanks to age old squeamishness. That's a word and shame and shame around women's bodies and our collective ineloquence on matters of grief. The bloody untimely end of a pregnancy sits at the center of a perfect Venn diagram of things that make us uncomfortable, sex, death, and periods. So why are we talking about this on a podcast? What should we do? Elizabeth, you're a special guest, so why don't you tell us first?
3: <laughs> oh, great.
1: Give us your um, thoughts.
3: Yes. Thoughts I, for your thoughts. I, th- thoughts I think, think thought. the first thing is just like the biggest realization and the hardest feeling that I had with the miscarriages was feeling like I could not be a woman because my body was not literally producing <laughs> the way that it was supposed to and functioning. And I I had people tell me oh, that's why you wait until 12 weeks to tell people you're pregnant. And it, it just, it, it furthers the shame that you're already feeling. And that's just, I don't want that welcomed in my life. I don't want that welcomed in my own, both of our daughter's lives. And um, like, I'm still a mom to those two kids. I'm not going to meet them until I'm in heaven, but I'm still a mom to those kids. And that's important to acknowledge. And I can't imagine the moms who have miscarriages first prior to having kids. Um, I've I've never been through that, but they're still moms too. And they're still women too. And their body is not failing them. So that's my encouragement. It
2: really ticks me off when people are like, well, see, that's why you should have waited. Yeah. Why um, you should have waited because you planned on this. Like, Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And to me, what they're communicating is like, you you should have kept that to yourself, you know, the, that's a really dark thing going on in your life. And like, you don't know what's going to happen. So you may as well just not let anybody know. Yeah. Right. So what you're telling me is that excitement or grief, I should just handle this on my own. Yeah, That's what I feel like people get told. And what that, even that, you know, quote was about is like, it's this perfect intersection of all these things that make us uncomfortable. We don't want to talk about sex. We don't want to talk about death. We don't want to talk about periods. I mean, it's uncomfortable, but what's the side effect? What's the unintended consequence? Because we don't talk about these things. You have women that go through such a terrible experience and they're told, yeah, but like, you just, just, you got to deal with that. Yeah. And I feel like for the most part, only people who have been through it are the ones who We'll walk through that like in secret if you haven't told people but in our case we had so many people because we had just hey we're pregnant you know exciting <laughs> that sort of thing and we had so many people that surrounded us who haven't even been pregnant they haven't had miscarriages some people that had been pregnant had kids and didn't have a miscarriage and they're like i can't imagine what you're going through other people who were just like man what does that feel like and they just yeah. let us talk yeah or they brought us a blanket and said, You don't have to talk. We get it. There you go. Yeah. You know. So um I just surround yourself with community. That's that's kind of the bottom line. Um we we chose to tell people that we were pregnant earlier than some would have because we wanted people to be with us no matter what. Compel or high water, we surround ourselves with community because we want people um who love and care about us to be there with us no matter what's going on. So that's why like friend time is very important to me. Um, That's why we're involved in our church and our community group. We, we want to be surrounded by people uh, who want to be in community with us. Ultimately.
3: I mean, one of the ladies in our community group, um, Haley She (laughs) she was her and her husband were there with us through the second miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And then she was at the hospital when Lily was born. So. Yep. It's just very cool.
2: So um, I know you've kind of touched on what you would say to women out there, but kind of give us your final thoughts.
3: Um, Like you're not alone. It's not shameful. You're not less of a woman. You're still worthy. You're still seen. It's okay to not want to be touched by your husband for a while. It's okay to need to just be you. For a bit, Um, it's
2: okay to eat the Tiff's treats.
3: It's okay to eat the cookies, Um, and just to wallow for a little bit. But at some point, you do have to choose to come out. And whether you choose to try again or not, like that's that's totally up to you and your partner. But just know that it's it's not going to last forever. That that wallowing feeling, you'll still feel like you're losing out on an opportunity to raise the kids that you didn't get to birth. But it does get easier. Um, and there's a quote from Brene Brown that I love actually here tonight, but it says, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will be someone else's survival guide. So
2: dang, yeah.
3: Just thought that was very inspiring. That
2: should be like the the quote for our podcast. Mm. Someone come. else's survival guide. Mm.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. It is. Oh, yeah.
2: Thanks, friend. Brene. Cuz. Um <laughs> But yeah, I,
0: while you were talking about that though, I, the only thing that I can, could think of was, uh, "This too shall pass."
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's kind of we haven't been in that same situation, but um, I, I feel like it's with anything that's overwhelmingly unfair and tough and miserable, is this too shall pass. Um, that's gotten me through a lot of uh, a lot of tough times
2: something I've I've been on the podcast is like so often, I think this was our overcoming obstacles one, but so often we approach obstacles and we're like, Oh, eventually the, you know, like you said, this too shall pass. And then we pass it and we just like wait for the next obstacle or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's, I, I hate that. And I didn't, it, I didn't realize this until literally November, December is when I really had the, definitive thought of like you know we should really celebrate more when we get done with a freaking obstacle because um i i have read too many studies to back up celebrating small wins uh, and too many little books and whatever so I, i just to me what that looks like practically in my life right now is i try to enjoy the most i can the moments that i have with lily and with charlotte even when today she kicked me because she was angry and she screamed no at me when I just told her I wasn't going to play a show on my phone.
1: Mm. Like, what?
0: Things. You know, duct tape solves both those issues. You can duct tape her feet together so she can't kick you and then you can just put duct tape over her mouth. She no, can she, can. <laughs>
2: she can. She can't kick me with them duct tape together. She'll kick me like a cannon. She's got strong little thunder thighs. <laughs>
0: but hopping around like a pogo stick, just chasing after you.
3: (laughs) She would, it's Charlotte.
2: She doesn't stop, man. Lily would be like, nah, I'm tired. (laughs) Lily would be like,
0: I don't want to move. I'm good where I'm at. She's like, have you seen my toes? (laughs) (laughs) They're really tasty. Uh, And then she'll go, (laughs) (laughs) ah,
1: (laughs) ah, ah, (laughs)
2: ah. Little squawk, man. Well, on our next episode, We will be talking about a fun topic. I know we've had a lot of serious topics and we try to make it a casual conversation. I don't want to say a light conversation uh, because we don't want to downplay any of the topics that we discuss. But we try to make it casual. Well, Ben and I want to take a little pause from the super serious and we're going to talk about video games and technology.
3: My least favorite topic in the boys' video. (laughs)
2: <laughs> what, technology? How dare you?
0: Video um, games and technology.
2: Yeah, but we um, what's funny is I actually took a, a class called The History of Technology because I was studying to be a history teacher. So I'm gonna bring up some of that fun knowledge. I actually wrote a report on the history of video games. Mm. So strap in. You know, it's um, funny.
0: I wasn't
1: content in- for the podcast.
0: I think I think my passion for video games stems from the fact that my mom was always like no go outside (laughs) so it was always like something that I wasn't allowed to do and so like I go over to friends houses who've had video game systems and play video games and I didn't get my first system until I was like
2: in eighth grade that was that was close for me I think I was fifth or sixth grade yeah. I was, I was almost there. I would always go over to Steven's house and, and play PlayStation and Super Nintendo. I still yeah, have my but yeah. original PlayStation. Nice. So, uh this time we're going to chat about something we love and uh, something that honestly affects all of us. We have robots in our bedrooms that record our voices and do little commands that we yeah, she's over there. Uh, but do things that we ask them to do and automatic lights and i don't know a microphone a computer uh an iphone apple watches look like a power ranger right then just (sighs) apple watch yeah so anyway if you have no idea what i'm talking about you should check out these, these videos when we post them to youtube um but it should be a good time and i hope that you will join us yeah be sure to check out our audible don't forget about that don't forget audible trial.com slash mbp and at this point if you don't know what mbp stands for i don't know how to help you but um that'd be the best way to support us and support yourself uh by setting up a free trial uh, so that we can hopefully get some better equipment and lighting so we're not doing this these videos from my phone um but (laughs) yes uh yeah, Audible—it's a good good place. Also, be sure to connect with us on all the social medias—the Facebook, the Instagrams, and the Twitters. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, you can you can come find me on there. But. If, you're, if you love this podcast and you think that this has been impactful for you, uh, mostly because Elizabeth was on this episode, then by all means, don't let us stop you from telling all of your friends, family, neighbors, and strangers. Uh, we would love for them to like this episode as well and the whole podcast. So uh, make sure you subscribe. Tell them to subscribe. And we don't care what your hair looks like in the morning. You're killing it. We will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.